The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. All right, good Monday morning, uh, October. My gosh, we're in the fourth quarter. Christmas is like 90 days away. I just thought you might want to know that. All right, it's time for The View from a Pew on your local radio station, also on all kinds of podcast sites, including the one everybody loves to go to, YouTube, and just search for The View from a Pew. As always, my co-host, Delmar Austin, is here, and this is our second week uh, and final week of discussing what does the Bible say about the land of Israel. And I would I would really encourage you to watch or listen to last week's podcast because uh Demo, you really did a good job on this. You 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 I know you love history, but I felt like I was sitting in a history class learning. So we left off with where last week. We had already talked about the promise that God made Abram. He said, I'm going to send you to a new place. I'm going to lead you to a land that I will show you. And uh, you, will, you will be the father of a great nation. And indeed, Abraham was. Abraham became the father of the Jewish nation. And even though they had some uh, moments where they were out of the land, they eventually returned again, came back to the land of Israel. It was all part of God's promise to have his witnesses in this world. God did not need to just start a new nation. He got the people of Israel there to be witnesses for him. Yeah, and we also learned last week that Abram was born. 2166 B.C., so um, long, long time ago, and uh, God's promise was true. So continue there, Mr. Professor. Okay. Hopefully there'll be more than a history lesson here because we want to try to show why this was so important in God's plan. God did not just need to establish a new nation God had a purpose in revealing himself to a world who had really turned away from him. You know, God creates the world, man sins, and as generations go, the world only gets farther away from God. And God needs a way to woo them back again, to get them onto his side. And God does this because he recognizes Abram as a friend someone who believed in him, someone who trusted in him. So he gets Abram to leave his, his home in Ur of the Chaldees, come to this land, and this land would be a place where Abraham and his family, that great nation, could become God's witnesses in this world. Why was that land so important? Because it was a crossroads of humanity at that time. Traders that were going to different parts of the world would come through that area. If you look at the geography, there's deserts all around, but the land of Israel has 
places where there's water. <laughs> and if you're moving camels and donkeys and whatever animals through to do your trading, you've got to have a place where they stop for water. The Jordan River runs from up in the north down to the south. And uh, along the way, there are different streams that could be used for people to travel through. God had an intention of helping people understand who he was and what his ways were all about. And actually, it's stated really well in Isaiah chapter 2. Now, this is at a time when Israel has turned away from God for the most part. They've fallen into idolatry again. They have become a very unjust nation. God is not happy with Israel again. So through Isaiah, he is telling them that they are going to go into captivity. That sounds really bad, but it's going to happen. But Isaiah reminds them God still has a purpose for them. God still loves them, and he promises that things will get better. <laughs> and this is what he says in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Okay, the house of the Lord is going to be up on the mountain, and all nations shall flow to it. God did not want to just have one nation and one group of followers in this world. He wanted all nations to, have, to be influenced by his people that lived there in Israel. Verse 3, many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. Show us where we're wrong. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. You've heard that passage before probably many times. Yeah. This is what God's purpose is for people to get along, people to live with brotherly love for each other, not just fight each other as in tribalism, one tribe against another, one group killing another. No, 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 no. That's not what God had planned for yeah. this earth. Now, my favorite part of Isaiah, if you let me read it, is 11, 1 through 10. Well, those are, those are some good par parts, too. And that gets into the part about the Messiah coming. And the Messiah was all, uh, or was supposed to be a, a big part of this. Yeah. Can I go ahead and read it? Go ahead. All right. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on heresy. I'm sorry, hearsay. 
He will just give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the fourth fourth of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like a, under as an undergarment. We kind of get into the Ephesians 6, yes. you know, the body of armor, or That's the right. armor of God. That's right. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearlings will be safe, like the, safe with the lion, and a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hands in the nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to the whole world. The nations will rally around him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. And in that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to bring back the remnant of his people, those who remain in Egypt. And those are talking, of course, about God's people. Yeah. Those that he chose. He chose Abraham, right? He said, Abraham, I want you to leave where you live. I want you to come to this land, come to the land of Canaan, and that's where I'm going to establish you. And through you, you're going to have a great you're going to have a big family. <laughs> you're going to have a great nation that will come as your descendants. Through you and this, and this family of people, the whole earth will be blessed. Mm. And, and he meant, when he said that, he's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about the Messiah coming, and we all have salvation through Jesus Christ. The earth is blessed. But not only that. God's, when we get to know God and we get to know God's ways, the world becomes more like what God intended from the very first. God brings these things to, to pass as he uses his people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other verse that I love so much, in fact, I have a sign somewhere. I used to have it in the studio, and that comes from John eighteen thirty six. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. And we should all follow John's uh, printing or writing there of what Jesus said, because our kingdom is not of this world either. Well, and it points out, I think, some misunderstanding that uh, people have, and even some Christians have. God's purpose was not just to establish a nation, to establish a group of people in Israel just so that we'd have another nation on this earth. We had plenty of nations. God put it there because he wanted the knowledge of him to go to the whole world. The Jewish people that lived there in the land of Canaan were never to be exclusive. We're not to feel like they're the only good ones in this world and, you know, and we got to fight against everybody else. No, no, they were intended to be his witnesses. Well, when we come back, and that'll be this coming Wednesday— Delmar and I will talk about 
the impact of having Israel at the crossroads of the world and how it still benefits us today. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, I thank you for listening. It's pretty cool what God has done with this ministry, uh, bringing Delmar out. Well, I guess you're still in retirement, but spending time with us in your retirement. And I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate it, and I'm sure uh, the listeners do too. It is a good way to use my time for something that uh, hopefully will be a blessing. Well, and you enjoy it, and you're very good at it. So, um, no, no, now your head, now I got to open the door, your head, no, not that. Thank you, Mac. The other thing uh, I want to thank in this time we have, I want to thank our producer, Garth. He does so much for this program, and, and you never see him. He's the uh, man in the shadows. And also, of course, Divine Truth Christian Store. It's online, as well as has a brick-and-mortar place. So if you go to DivineTruthChristianStore.com, you not only can order anything you want from the Christian world, but you can also actually have a person to talk to. Ask to talk to Rodney or Jen, and they'll help you. 